Well, I got a, a, a message that I do believe that the, the Lord has, or asked me to share it here. And uh, if I could share a little bit, a piece of my heart and what I see, you know, I've been doing this for 38 years now, not so much uh, with a mic in my hand, but as knowing Jesus Christ as Lord. Um, but I see lately, and I think it's because God has been showing me um, of how much, and those that you, those who get it will get it, and those will say, yeah, yeah, how much God loves us. And when you know how much God loves us, you're going to have such confidence, not in yourself, but in him. If I could tell you, and some people just think, you know, it's a, it's a great humbleness to say, I couldn't do what I do without Christ. And there's no way I am taking any of that glory because I don't want it to leave. There's times God shows me all the plates that are twirling around, if you will, and it scares the life out of me. I don't know if you ever had the privilege of helping people, but when you got people in your, you know, 60-something beds and, and the ministry and this, you know, it's not just about material. It's about lives. And that scares me if, you feel, if I felt like I was doing it on my own. Amen? So the thing that gets me, and, and this is the part you're going to have to get, I see a lot of people getting ripped off because they don't understand fully of how much God loves them. I mean, this is something that's really God has been dealing with me for the last couple of years, but really fine-tuning it in the last year. I don't look, I mean, I, I look at God like every time, if I make a mistake, he just loves me, picks me up, dusts me off. Let's go, son, you got it. As a cheerleader, if you will. And I make mistakes. So I realize who I am in Christ. And it's not a cockiness and it's not arrogant. I just know who I am today. And I'll go anywhere and do anything that he asks me to do. Amen? So I'm going to try to convey that if I can, with God's help this morning. So maybe I can just get some of you to have a thirst for more of what Christ has for you. Amen? So, Father, we just come before you and we thank you. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity. And I ask, Lord, that you would just uh, open up the heart, open up the ears, Father, to receive what you're saying, Father, not me, but you and you alone. Have your way here today in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read out of the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Those who have been around might know where I'm headed. And it's talking about the dry bones. Verse 1. The hands of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Does anybody ever feel like... You've been dropped in the middle of a valley of dry bones in your life? I know I had my share. But let me share a secret with you. Now, this is, I won't go ahead of my notes. If you haven't found out already, it's in the valley. It's in the low spots of life where God has his way with us if we let him. And there's always an if. If we let him. We always have two roads to take at that point. Run like heck, or okay, Father, 
Now, if you're having trouble believing how much God loves you, you might run like heck. The good thing is, you can't go too far. As a, I think it's Psalms 139, he knows everything. You can run, you can hide, but he knows where you're at. My suggestion that you stay still and, and watch what God wants to do in that situation. So, if you just said, the valley, when I said the valleys is where it's at, and you went, oh, great. More valleys, more troubles in my life. Just what I need to hear on a Sunday morning. You may say that, but hopefully you'll change your tune a little bit the time I'm done. Okay? And I promise you'll be out the door by 3 o'clock. <laughs> He's preparing us. Not so much to be perfect. You know, this walk of ours is not about perfection. We can't be, we can't be perfect people. There's no way. We could be blameless. The difference is, if I'm blameless, that means everything that I have and everything that I do and everything that goes on in my life, somebody knows about it. So when Satan tries to whisper in my ear some of the things I've been doing or done, I say, yeah, that's true. But I'm covered because I confess my sins one to another. Amen? So I'm covered. So you know what, Satan? You forgot three, four, and five too just so you get it all out there. There's so, it's so important to get blameless, get somebody in your life to help you walk this walk, because we need each other. You know, especially men, we like to do it on our own. I don't need any help. I could do this on my own. But we need each other. We need someone that we can say anything you want and not feel judged. And there are people out there looking for the same thing. It may take you to provoke that to happen in your life. I know I want to, and I believe that's your heart to experience everything God has for us. Now, not just later. You know, later when we meet Jesus face to face, that's going to be beautiful. But if I remember correctly, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants to bring heaven down on us now. It's not just for eternity. We think, okay, that day is going to be glorious. And it is. But today could be just as glorious. Do you realize, now here's, a, here's something very simple. Do you realize God chose you and me to make a home in? He lives in you and he lives in me. He lives in us. He made a home in me. He made a home in you if you accepted him as Lord and Savior. He resides in you. So what do you lack if he resides in you? He doesn't lack anything, does he? So we lack nothing. We have everything we need for this life. Not just to, hey, I'm hanging in there, but to be victorious. More than a conqueror. Think about some of the scriptures. You know, I'm one of those guys that... I don't want to be noted for a good preacher or a good teacher. I want to be noted for applicator. I want to be the applicator. I want to apply things to my life. I want to, I want to provoke you to apply things to your life. Like these scriptures. Yeah, let's just do them. It's what it's here for. And watch and wait to see the results you'll get. Amen? Romans 7, 8. This is my favorite scripture, and I, 718. Paul says, nothing 
good dwells in me. So let's get to the point where we say to ourselves, nothing good dwells in me. Can we all say it together? Nothing good dwells in me but Christ. So I, that's how I do life. Nothing good dwells in me. So I can't do this, so you're going to have to help me. And the more I keep on saying this and doing this, the more God keeps on building and building and building and building. Way past whatever I ever thought that we were going to be at. And I'm not just talking about stuff. I'm talking about my life. No one can change or talk me out of this Jesus that lives in me. I had a guy in a sober house meeting once, because we do once a week we go into the sober houses and we do we bring church to them because they don't sometimes don't want to go to church. And one guy says, I have a, a theory, but I don't want to take you off your square. I said, Okay. What's your theory? And he just started talking about something. And I said, oh, no one could take me off my square. Now, that's not because I'm arrogant, like I said. That's because I know who I am in Christ. I know that he, that he loves me right where I'm at. And I'm not perfect. I just told you that. But I am blameless. You're not perfect, but you are blameless. When you get to the place of realizing that everything at your doorstep, and this might be a little hard for some to swallow, I'm sorry, because I don't know where your situations are, and some of them are very painful, but everything at your doorstep, God has allowed to happen, not to hurt you, but to help you to go deeper. He's preparing us for a greater I don't know how to say that. A greater moment. Everything that goes on in this life of ours, he's preparing us for that day when we meet him face to face. And if we truly believe that, I, when things are at my door, I don't even panic anymore by the grace of God. I said, okay, this looks bad. This, you know, sometimes it's really bad. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I mean, I had people die in our sober homes for overdosing and, you know, just stuff. I mean, there's stuff that goes on that I, I would be, like, off the charts. But I keep on saying, Father, you allowed this. There's got to be a purpose. And then the family asks me to do the funeral. I'm thinking, oh, amen. Bring life out of death. So I don't panic no more because I realize God's got it. And if you think that I wasn't a controller, go talk to my wife after service. I was, I, you know, controller was, my picture was in the dictionary. I like to control everything. So to give that up, I know there's a greater, someone who could do a lot better than I can do. Amen? Let me uh, give you another secret. This helps so much, but you got to do it to, for it to work. Stay away from the whys. You ever get into a situation and it really looks like death and you're thinking, but why? I don't know if God's ever going to answer that down here. He may, some of them, but some of them you're going to have to wait face to face. I got a list of my own, to be honest with you. So you'll be, you'll be waiting a while because I'll be there asking about the whys. Why is that? And why? what happened? God's going to have the answer for you someday, and you're going to realize, wow, you had a plan. You know, God works, God works from, the, from the end to the beginning. Because he knows the end. We work from the beginning and we try to go towards him. He says, Mike, I already know the end, so I'm coming back to you. 
follow me. Amen? Go ahead, give him him a hand clap. You heard from some of my guys today that came in broken. You know, the guys that come to my place rather than the traditional church, they come in broken. They're not hiding nothing. They're there. I mean, their heads are on the floor. So you want to talk about can these dry bones live? There's times where I say to myself, can these dry bones live? Holy moly. I got to keep my comments to myself sometimes. I'm not even joking. That's just my flesh, you know. I know God's big, and I know he can show up, and he does. My own story. I hated anything to do with what I'm doing right now, to be honest with you. Um, I remember, I don't know if Pastor uh, Blackmore or Jill remember this story, but we were at their house someplace in the 90s having dinner, which we occasionally did back and forth. And uh, we lived right on the corner from each other, so it was kind of easy. And uh, I was in the garage because they told me to get something out of the garage, and I heard them talking. I'll never forget this. I heard you guys talking to Ginny, and you said something like, man, if he only saw what we see, he'd be very powerful. Because I didn't see it. I was down on myself all the time. I was my worst critic. And Pastor Blackmore would always try to encourage me and, you know, be the uh, a home group leader and be the, the, the leader of all the home groups. And I'm thinking, well, what am I doing? But I kept on walking it out, believing God had something. And he did. And he does. And I ain't special. I just told you, it wasn't that long ago, 20 years, 25 years ago, that I was thinking, I have nothing. God was trying to prepare me then to have nothing. All right, we better move on. We're only on verse 2. Uh, Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. Did you ever notice when God's trying to do something, he's going to make sure it's deader than dead? Do you remember Lazarus? He didn't have to die, but there was a point for Lazarus to die, and not only to die, but to stink, because God wants to come in, and he says, I'm going to show you something. It's not going to be like, oh, well, maybe he wasn't really dead. Or maybe your situation wasn't really dead and you leave a little door, you can, you know, you can, God says, no, 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 we're going to make sure this is dead. Amen? Verse 3, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? You know, God already knows the answer to that question. And God already knows the answers when he tells you to do something. It's sort of like a pop quiz. And it's not for him, it's for you to find out where you're at. Once you realize where you're at, then he can align himself up and you both can go on, the, on a trail that he's going to lead you. Amen? He's trying to tap into our spirits. There's nothing like knowing the truth. You know, when you go to a therapist, they don't usually give you answers. They usually lead you to find the answer. So when you find the answer, it'll stay with you forever because you found it. They didn't just tell you. So that's what God tries to do. So I answered, oh, Lord, God, only you know. That's a profound answer. You know, when we're in a situation, can these dry bones live? How the heck do I know? But I I know you do. I love that answer. Very safe. Verse 4. Then he spoke to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Here's our part. 
God is already to teach us and to give us direction so we can grow. He's saying, speak life over your situation. Prophesied. Remind me of my promises. That's what he wants. Prophecy is just reminding him. He already knows. We, we're good at speaking negative, aren't we? Oh boy, this oh boy. You know, and we just we just we just do ourselves in before we even start. But remember how I started. It's not gonna be us doing anything. It's gonna be him that resides in us doing it all. But we do have a part. Our part is to speak life. Prophesy to your friends and neighbors and your family members. Prophesy to your own stuff. Prophesy to those promises that haven't come to pass yet. Speak life. Hold on to them. Don't give up. Verse 5. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will call breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded. So I prophesied. So you prophesied. That's your part. Don't help God too, by the way. Don't try to tweak it, change it. Maybe he meant this. No, you already know what he said. Just do it. I don't know if I could do that. That's scary. Well, do it anyway because God's got it. I'm booking now. You ready? As I prophesied to these bones, noise suddenly rattled. Ooh, we like suddenlies, don't we? <laughs> suddenly, it's like, whoa, something's happening here. It's exciting when something's happening. That whole building thing is a, a rattling. Like, how the heck did we get from there to here? God. Indeed, verse 8, as I looked, the sinew and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Now, here's the times that we sometimes stop. We heard the rattling. We got all excited. We're thinking, God, you're good. I'm good. And God's saying, that's good, but we're not done. And that's where that, that, that persistentness needs to come. That's where you got to go a little further because he wants, right now, we just got skin and bones doing nothing. It's exciting because it was just bones, but now it's upright and it's looking at us like, okay, what's next? Well, what's next is to, let's find out. Verse 9. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, said a man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Hallelujah. God wants to build an army here. God wants to build an army here. He wants to build an army in Medford or Patchogue, Medford, Medford, New York. And you guys got an army already, but he wants to even make it more powerful. This is not just in the, in, in, you know, the reading of the word. This Bring it to your life. Let me help you with that. This is not just a story. Bring it home to you. Bring it back to you. Everything that I just said and all the other promises and scriptures, bring it back to you. Stop settling. God's got more. And wait till you see when he starts opening the doors. Amen? So in closing. <laughs> that clock. Oh. Can these dry bones live? You have to ask yourself, can these dry bones live? Can the promises that you felt God has shared with you, 
Can something maybe as, as painful as it may have been, a death, can God make life out of it? I know we can. I know we can. I know we can. Do you know we can? Start to speak life. I encourage you to start to see the valleys of your life as situations for God to show up and to show off. Nobody likes them, but there's such growth in each and every one of them. I wouldn't be half the guy without the stuff that came on, and I had my share, believe you me. And I still have my share at times, but I just separate it. That's not my problem. That's yours. Because God lives in me, and he lives in you. Start to speak life over your situation. And I can't wait for the testimonies that we're going to hear. Amen? Amen? God bless you.